This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, well, let's start with some highlights from this week. Nebraska versus South Alabama. What did you guys think about Adrian's performance in the game? Okay, here's the thing. I love Adrian. He didn't he have good. the best game. He, he does. He looks bigger, lots of muscles. I like that. But his performance was a little shaky. But everyone is, like, ragging on him. Like, I believe that our play calls were just, like, very safe, very vanilla. Like, I don't think he had a whole lot of, like, I don't know, creativity to work with this game. And also, everyone keeps saying, like, oh, our defense, like, it, you know, it was the only good thing in that game, and the offense sucked. But because the defense scored a couple touchdowns and special teams, that was, like, three times that the offense didn't get a chance to go down the field. And, like, who's to say? Because, like, sometimes when you just, like, get a spark, you get, like, a long pass or you get something, it can, like, start firing everywhere and that can like just get your offense going who's Mm -hmm. to say that like that wouldn't have happened and like that wouldn't have like sparked something so like they're like oh yeah they needed three um non-offensive touchdowns to win the game but like who's to say our offense wouldn't have scored if they hadn't been out there I'm just a little like defensive for him because he is so great he -hmm. didn't have the best game he did have like a lot of you know expectations riding on his shoulders I am like willing to give him Yep. another shot so yeah well he is a sophomore and yeah. like you a said, true he sophomore a, a true sophomore and he had yeah. a lot of pressure on him going into this game so yeah you know that may have affected his nerves a little bit yeah and I he didn't think... he didn't make horrible decisions so yeah. guys there is another person on this podcast <laughs> okay well get, get yourself in there <laughs> okay okay that's what she said um <laughs> all right <laughs> i would like to say I, I was not impressed with his everybody. performance, but <laughs> talking. It's Laura's turn now. That's right. But I like, was just taking with this. That's what she said. Cause no one says that. Okay. Go. Maybe someone says that. Anyways, my biggest concern is I kind of, I, I want to see a second game. That's what I've come down to. I wasn't impressed with it, but our offensive line struggled a lot. So we're starting a redshirt freshman at center. So Cam Jorgens. His snaps were high. I don't know if Adrian was focused on, like, trying to get the snap and not thinking about the progression he's supposed mm-hmm. to check off going through his plays. So I, I think our offensive line needs to be better because I think them being off made Martinez a little bit shaky. I also wonder, too, if maybe he was told, like, hey, don't run the ball, like, either plan to hand it off or throw it. Because he just didn't look like he wanted to run it at all until around the fourth quarter. So. Maybe they threw too much at him. Maybe the offensive line is off. I'm willing to give him a second game, but I was not impressed with performance number one. Yeah, I would agree. I was. I think that there was so much hype around Adrian, um, and maybe that was too much pressure to put on him. You know, at such a young age and such a young team. I do agree with you about the center. The snaps were terrible, um, and well, I think when you're worried about you know, fielding a snap, it's hard to focus probably. I don't know. I'm not a quarterback, but I can imagine it's hard to focus on, you know, running your offense. Um, 
The other thing about, I don't know if he was told not to run or what, but South Alabama's line, their defensive line was incredible. They were huge. They were good. Yeah. Well, I I don't know how much of it was they were good and we, you know what I mean? How much of it was South Alabama was good and how much of it was we underperformed, you know, probably a little bit of both, but I do want to give them credit because they were amazing. Like I wasn't expecting them to be so good. Yeah. Well, I think something that's important to remember is that Cam Jurgens wasn't, he was never a center. He was like, I think he was a tight end. And so this is his first time ever playing. And he, like, he missed a lot of like fall camp with injury. So like this, he's like brand new at it. And if Scott says that like he can be a game changer for us on the offensive line, like I'm willing to give him, I I feel like, and again, I'm not a center, but I feel like snaps are something you can like fix you know, mm-hmm. somewhat easily, just don't mm-hmm. throw it so high. I don't know. But yep. I, I do think that that's the snapping was some of what was in Adrian's head because it's got to be in the back of your mind. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, uh, you know, giving him like one game is a yeah. little too early to, you know, make a prediction for the, yeah. the rest of the season. But I, I was a little bit disappointed, um, you know, just honestly. Yeah. I was, I was also, I wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be with a lot of the, the top picks that we got and a lot of the people that had a lot of hype. I think Maurice Washington came in and did fine. Wandale Robinson wasn't as flashy as I thought I'd be. Missouri was all right. J.D. Spillman looked really good until he fumbled that punt. But I think kind of my breakout star for the game is going to be Jack Stoll. That was so mine, too. He had, he Here the mullets. Yep. Yeah, that's right. He had three catches for 66 yards. So, you I mean, he's averaging 22 yards a catch. I don't know if our game plan went away from him, but we've got to get him more involved. Um, get him some some easy passes and some catches, and hopefully, rest of the team kind of shows up too. So, for the offense, that was my. He did. He did go out. Um, and had to get like attended to when he had that like bloody nose and stuff. So I don't know if maybe yeah. they just were like going easy then on him. I disagree with Wandale though. I saw just a few touches that he did have. Um, he is extremely fast. He mm-hmm. made some plays out of absolutely nothing just like with juking and mm-hmm. pure speed yeah. um and i think once he gets more touches and that one pass where adrian overthrew him like i want that back so bad like i want him to mm-hmm. get his first touchdown i wanted it to be in memorial stadium i'll take it at Folsom. that's fine but like just that move he did to get open on that play that like because it was just like he just ran inside but he did it so fast like his defender was gone and if Adrian had hit him, like, that would have been so pretty. So I – and another thing about Wandale is I don't think people are, like, keying in on him as much because I've heard so much talk about Adrian. I've heard about, um, you know, J.D. Spielman, Mo Washington, all this stuff. And I, like, outside of Nebraska, like, news and podcasts and um, just articles and stuff, I haven't heard anything about Wandale. It's all around Adrian pretty much. And so I think that, like – I'm very excited about him. Like when we get him worked in, if Adrian can start hitting him, I'm super excited about him. Well, we're excited about Wondell because he's from Kentucky. Yes. Um, we about five minutes away from where we live. So we are very glad that Nebraska got him and that he didn't end up somewhere closer to us. Like, um, And I think you're right. He is a, I mean, he's obviously a really dynamic player and, you know, in his first college game, you know what I mean? I thought he did really well. So, yeah. No. What about what about defense? I thought I was pretty impressed with Mo Berry. Yes. I um yes, I mean Mo's always going to be, you know, dynamic. Um 
I was I really liked the story with Eric Lee. I mean, to come off the bench, like he was battling for a starting spot. And then like when you don't get the start, I don't know. I just feel like some guys would just kind of be like, I don't know, a little bit pissed or miffed. But he came off the bench. He gets two interceptions, a pick six. I don't know. I was just really proud of him and really excited for him. And his Twitter handle is pick six. So I just think that's like so cool that it was like irony, just poetic justice. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Twitter, did you guys see what um, Kenny Bell tweeted? About the winger schlinger? Yeah. <laughs> yes. He got it all the way up in the press boxes. Yeah. He oh, tweeted. Really? He yeah. said, today I fired the wiener gun from the sideline into the West Stadium suites. Easily one of the most proud accomplishments of Memorial Stadium. <laughs> so the fact that we have a wiener gun, I had yes. to get that quote out there. I'm so proud of him. That is wonderful. Um, so what do we think, you know, just looking ahead to next week, um, or this weekend, I guess at this point, um, what are your thoughts on the Colorado game? I mean, obviously I believe we can win this. Yes, I'm, I think it will be close. And so I, I am really like glad, not glad that this game happened, but just kind of like, I think it's like, cause if we'd have just blown out South Alabama, I think people kind of would have like laid off the, you know, gas or whatever. I'm glad that it was kind of like you didn't perform as well as you needed to. So you need to step it up going into this game. And then plus the rivalry with Colorado is already going to make them just like play harder. But I like that it, it has moved the, um, the spread was like, I think close to nine at one point. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but it's only at four and a half right now for us. And I'm, I'm not going to break my, my rule to not bet on Nebraska because I just, I like to just enjoy the game, but I'm really, really tempted to this week because I think we will definitely win by at least a touchdown. So I really, I really like that spread, but I'm going to hold strong for now. Yeah, no, I like the smaller spread for sure. Um, I also like the fact that we've actually played a game this season Yes, before we go to Colorado. Um, and so that makes me feel better. And like you said, the fact that they had to struggle a little bit in this first game, maybe bodes well. They had yeah. to have a little bit of, you know, grit and had to, to dig deep to, to get the victory. Yeah. And so I think they'll definitely need that playing Colorado. What do you think, Laura? I think we're going to win. I'm holding strong to that. I was kind of just taking a look at their point distribution between, you know, their receivers and their rushers and, this, they put a lot, a lot of points against Colorado State, but I watched some of the game, and it wasn't anything that I was overly impressed with. I mm-hmm. think they're going to have a little bit of a challenge against our defense. And I th- I think, too, once our, our offense starts to click, um, we're going to be able to move the ball hopefully a little bit better. We just need our offensive line to get a push. We couldn't run the ball. Yeah. We kept trying to run up the middle. And like you said, they had big defensive guys on South Alabama. We needed to go outside. We have speed. So I'm hoping play calling gets a little bit better. I don't know. It's too early for me to say, you know, what I really think the key matchups are going to be, but I think we can handle them. I do think we were going a little vanilla just to not pull all like the tricks out um, of, you know, that our offense has. I think that like Scott was like doing that a little bit. And I think we're going to see a lot more variety with play calls against um, Colorado. Like the end score kind of looks like they blew them out, but it was a tight game for a while. And Colorado state was just like, marching on them like passing yeah. running like big holes up the middle like think that like our offense can have a really big game against their defense um so yeah I'm excited to see it yeah I only watched the first half of the Colorado 
Colorado State game, and it, they actually Colorado pulled away more in the second half. Right. I was actually watching Colorado State was up on Colorado at that point. And you're right, they didn't look very impressive to me. Um, Colorado didn't. So yeah, their their defense especially. Yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens on Saturday, but. Do we think? Do we think that Scott's gonna um the break out the black shirts because he was said he was gonna save them for after a game that the defense did really well. Mm-hmm. I tend to think he's kind of saving it for a bigger game just because this was yeah. like the first one. But I'm not gonna rule it out completely because they did look really good. What do you guys think? I don't think he's gonna pull them out. I think, like you said, it's yeah. he's gonna save it for a bigger game. Um, but you know. We'll see. Well, do you guys want to talk about some mother teams in college football? Yes. Hold on. One other thing. Did you guys see that hit on Spielman that, like, the – I don't know. I think it was in the second half, and, like, the ball didn't even come to him, but I think that it got, like, submitted to the league to be reviewed. He got, like, just, like, hit in the head super hard. Like, it was major targeting, and the refs missed it. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see that at all? No. Here's the thing. Honestly, I was a little bit distracted while watching the Husker game because I was trying to keep up with my children. And a wedding that we had later that day. Yeah. <laughs> you got to point any fingers. Supportive of, you know, darling sister, the bride. Um, That's right. So there, was, there was a lot on my mind that day. And I have to say, I did miss a few details from the game. Um, so I didn't see that. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, I got tripped until after. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happened in the first half. I remember seeing that. But yeah, I didn't see it. It was on Twitter after. It was like okay. just this guy comes in and like just like helmet to helmet like mm-hmm. knocks them out, and then it JD like it took him a while to get up, which is kind of scary. Okay. And that was in the second half. You said. I think so. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look it up, but I'm just interested to see what comes out of that because it was really dirty. All right. Anything else from the Nebraska game that you guys want to talk about? Oh, I do have one other thing. Always. I love, I love to talk about my boys. Yes, um, I, I One thing, another pro, like, that did come out of the game. I mean, it's the first game. There are always going to be pros and cons. But I was really proud of um, just, like, the discipline compared to last year. I know we still had some penalties, but a lot of that is, like, first game stuff you're working out. Um, but that one, um, play where Dismuke, like, put his hands up to avoid that, like, illegal block that they're calling now, like, the blindside block. Yes. He put his hands up. I, like, I am so, so proud that, like, it, because if we can avoid those, like, yeah penalties that kill us, like, that one that cost us the game against Colorado last year, like, those yeah. can win games for you, and I was just really glad to see that, um. Yeah, no, I, stupid penalties. Yes, exactly. Like that. Exactly. Although I will say we did have the late hit call. Yes. Uh, that I was disappointed in. One, because I don't think it was very flagrant, but two, just because those are the kinds of penalties that really that are stupid and rack up. That you, they're not necessary. You know, you don't need yeah. to do that. And so, but I think if you look at our first game last year versus this year, the, the stupid penalties were mm-hmm. cut down a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, and so hopefully they'll continue to clean that up. Any final thoughts on Nebraska, South Alabama, Laura? Nope. Great. All right, well, what were some games from this weekend that stood out to you guys? What do you want to talk about? 
All right. I'm going to start off with the fact that Lee Curso has, again, incorrectly picked Oregon. So yes. I'm sure Megan will want to talk about the quarterback situation. <laughs> no, it's um, fine. But I think that was, for beyond Nebraska football, that was my pick for my favorite game this week. Mm-hmm. Um, just offensively going back and forth and back and forth. And Auburn didn't lead except for the nine seconds in the fourth quarter where they ended up um, closing it out. So yeah. I thought it was a really good game. Um, I kind of knew Auburn was going to win because, again, Lee Curso picked uh, against them. So that was kind of there. But I think the other thing I wanted to point out is how bad the Big 12 struggled. So Iowa State um, went to three overtimes with Northern Iowa because we were keeping our eye on that game. Um, Kansas had to score late to beat Indiana State and, and then West Virginia. Oh, tell me, remind me, West Virginia game. Well, oh, Megan, play? let me let me grab my quick computer here. Give you a quick recap. Play James Madison, Megan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, since we're on talking about how much okay. people suck, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One moment. So, Laura, you're talking about the Big Twelve struggling, Sucking. but you know there is one conference that did not lose the game. And do you know what conference that was? The Big Ten. It was the Big no. Twelve. What do you mean? Big 12 is the only conference that didn't lose. Oh, but they almost did. Yeah, but I mean, the Big Ten did lose. Yes. Who the, lost in the Big Ten? Like Purdue. Uh, Purdue oh, lost in Nevada. Yeah. Um, no, Illinois won by a lot. Um, I think Purdue might have been the only one that um, lost. Oh, no, Northwestern. Northwestern and Purdue. I think those are the only two. All right, let's let's let Amy take it away, and you can just um, t- tell us about the SEC. Okay, so I was super excited that not only did four SEC teams lose, but they all lost to non-Power Five teams. Yes. Yeah. Um, Missouri lost to Wyoming. Give yep. a shout out to Craig Bull, who's from Nebraska. Way to go! And he got like a hundred thousand dollar bonus because every Ooh. time he beats a Power Five team, yeah, he gets that nice little bonus. So happy for him. Um, Tennessee, this is probably my favorite one. I was lost to to last, that's my favorite too. Okay. I just love the fact that they paid almost a million dollars to get beat and start their season off 0 and 1. Yes. Um, South Carolina lost to North Carolina. Did anyone see Mac Brown dancing? Yeah. That was the most heinous thing I've ever seen. Like the players were dropping a beat and he would just like move his arms every other beat in like a different position. Yes. And it was, it, it was like, I couldn't look away. It was like a train wreck. I couldn't look away, <laughs> but it was so bad. Um, and then yeah, Ole Miss lost to Memphis. So, um, and, and Arkansas almost lost too, uh, to yeah, Portland State. Exactly. So, exactly. So, um, like, yeah, like I don't want to hear anything about their having a deep conference. They have like a couple at the top and then like nothing. So yeah, yeah it's very polarized, I think. Well, one of the games I wanted to talk about, um, just because it really stood out to me, I was just looking through the scores and kind of like watching some of the recaps. And Illinois beat Akron 42 to three. Yes. I did not see that coming. Um, Lovey Smith has a Michigan transfer at quarterback there. Um, and he looks like he's putting together some offense for them. Um, yeah. I was, you know, kind of made me concerned because Illinois was, you know, a shoe in, in my opinion, on the Nebraska schedule. I was like, oh, yeah, and then we'll get to Illinois and we'll, you know, yeah. beat them. They're like a for sure. And now I'm starting to to worry a little bit about well, that, that game. 
that was the game we were at last year. That was Laura's birthday, and we like went up and surprised her. And um, they they put up a decent amount of points on us last year. And I think there was like it that was like a, a kind of misleading game too, because the in, the final score looked like I think we beat them worse than we did last year. Yeah, because there was a couple times where like if it had swung the other way, like we would have been like close to being tied, but like we got a couple key like turnovers and. I just feel like that game was closer than it looked. And so I think there's a couple trap games on our schedule that if we are not careful yeah. and we're looking forward to the team next week, we could drop one like Illinois yeah. one. And I think Purdue is too, if we're looking ahead to Wisconsin, like I think we have to be careful with that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I like Lovey Smith. I think he's a good coach and I think that they can, I, mm-hmm. I think that they have the potential at finishing up better than Northwestern does. And I know everyone was picking Northwestern to possibly go back to that, like, Big Ten title game. But I do not see that happening, especially after seeing how Hunter Johnson performed this weekend. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said that one time where you didn't record us, (laughs) um, if they end up 500 or around there, I wouldn't be surprised. Because Hunter Johnson doesn't fit into that offense. He doesn't have the supporting cast he had at Clemson. It's not the same it's just not the same thing um, going from Clemson to Northwestern. I feel like, I sorry, I feel like I'm rambling. So just somebody okay. else talk. It's okay. No, I mean, just my big takeaway was the Illinois game. Like, I think that is a trap game for us. Anyway, Laura, any, any games that stood out to you that you want to talk about? Okay. Well, apparently I was told that I'm missing a good game right now with Notre Dame playing Louisville. So. You are. And my family is downstairs watching it. Rachel is probably losing her mind right now because she was so discouraged about the game before it even started. Um, But I mean, speaking of new coaches, Louisville has Scott Satterfield and I don't know, maybe he's going to turn things around for us. Us. I'm sorry. Louisville is one of my secondary teams. Okay. You have to make it clear that it's secondary. Obviously I cheer for Nebraska above all. Thank you. They're primary but so games that went exactly only. how you expected. Um, yeah, what, Wisconsin but, beating yeah. up on South Florida yes. called okay. that one. Not shocking there. Um, Alabama, Duke. Again, I was getting really excited because I was like, "Ooh, maybe I'm going to be totally wrong because I held with them for a little bit." Yeah, that yeah. one went exactly like I expected. One that I did not see coming was Maryland, and I know they were. I was expecting them to win, but not by 79 points to zero. Yeah. So well, that I stood didn't. Out. I didn't realize that their teammate that died this um, summer, his number was 79. And I think they were like shooting for that number, like mm-hmm. to get, to mm-hmm. get it, um, which I mean, it's still like very impressive because it's not like just anything's a gimme, but um, I thought that was kind of cool that they like that did is cool. that for him. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will say I was not impressed with Jalen Hurts and I know people are going to point out all the stats. But again, to me, I'm like, just make him throw a long ball. Don't give him the open over the middle. Don't let him run it. Make him throw a long ball. He's not going to complete it. But, like, no one wanted to do that. So, he doesn't Oklahoma game. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, set up a defense to force him to do it. Oh. And okay. force him to throw a long ball. Okay, see, that's that's see, how I felt. So, he doesn't need to. He won't see a defense. So, it's fine. That's true. A little bit, but it's still... They let him run for a lot of yardage, and I'm like, come on, make him throw it. Okay, well, here's the deal. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead, because I'm, you go. I I am actually impressed with Jalen Hurts, and you know how I have strong opinions about quarterbacks. I 
do not think Justin Herbert is exceptional. Obviously, he is a good athlete. I mean, he wouldn't be performing at this level if he wasn't, but he's not Heisman material. I think it's a joke, all the hype that's around him. I think Jalen Hurts is legitimate. I think he's a really good quarterback, and he basically he scored every single point in college quarterback. He's not going to go pro. Okay. Well, he's going to go pro. I'm saying he's like, you don't have to, like, you can win the Heisman and not go pro. Well, I'm done. I know. But I'm just saying, I, I'm not overly impressed with him. I think he does well. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of you guys. I, I thought that there, like, I do think that, like, what Laura's saying, there is some truth to, like, I don't think he was tested very much. Um, Like, I'd like to see him in a situation, like, because he did, and this is what's, like, so, has me so curious about him. He did come in and save the day when Tua choked against yeah. um, Georgia. He did come in and save the day, and he was clutch. And then, um, like, obviously, in the national championship game against Clemson, he didn't get his chance until it was kind of too late. Um so I guess I am interested to see how he does, um, like, when they face Texas or somebody, like, where they are going to be, like, tested a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I do think he doesn't look very, like, fast or elusive, and I don't understand how he was getting all those runs up the middle, but I do think he's a good passer. I do think he has poise in the pocket. Um, like I said, I want to see him play somebody where he's tested and, like, you know, under mm-hmm. pressure and see how he does then. Um I felt how Laura felt about Jalen Hurts, though, um, about Justin Fields. Like, his mm-hmm. passes, even his long ones, they, it was like a practice drill where they were down the field by themselves. Like, yeah. I, like I and his holes where he yeah. ran through, they were, like, huge. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just feel like, like I was not impressed with Justin Fields. Like, everyone was like, oh, he looked fire, like Ohio State. But... I don't know. I just think Florida Atlantic is really that bad. So we'll see. Yeah. And that's well, the problem with first first games. It's like, is the yeah. other team that good? Or or is the team that they play just that bad? Right. Or, you know, like, is South Alabama better than we think? What, why am I just seeing you now? Laura I'm still here. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, I just, it, it's hard to tell first game. Like, it, it, it can give you some indications for the season. But until you start playing other opponents and see how they match up, then you kind of can get a feel, and I just, I wasn't impressed with Justin Fields. Like, he's going to have to do more to wow me. Plus, yeah, I just hate Ohio State, so I am biased. It's, I'll it's give, you that. To... give you that. Yep, yep. It's, I will say one other game that went exactly as I expected was UCLA losing to Cincinnati. could see that one coming yeah, from UCLA is not good. They are like terrible. completely checked out. I don't know what he's doing over there, okay. but it's not working. He's yeah, collecting was... a paycheck, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> well, well, you know, if we're talking about games, we went thought like went exactly how we thought they would. I'll go back to like that Northwestern game. Um, I feel like we all knew Hunter Johnson was getting the start. Like, I don't know what Pat Fitzgerald was doing, like trying to be all sly about it. But like Northwestern was all excited about their number one prospect um, coming into play. And he just he didn't look comfortable. Like, and that might be because he had Laura. What are the faces for? <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. You're just making a face like a funny... I yawn. Okay. Your face is like two inches from the camera. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm sorry. Dog I got relaxed and I laid down. Okay. That's fine. Apologies. I just... I, um, I, 
I think that TJ Green fits into that offense better than than Hunter yeah. Johnson did. I know Northwestern was all excited, um, but I just now that he's hurt and it's possibly a season-ending injury, um, I don't see them recovering from this. I see them doing horrible this season, and so that's my prediction: five hundred yeah. for Northwestern if they're lucky. I think they could yeah. finish under five hundred. I think Northwestern has been very lucky for several years in a row now. Against us, they have, and I don't. I don't think it's going to last. Like I think they 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 do have a solid defense, um, but I just don't think their offense is going to be able to do much this season. Yeah. So, all right, predicting bad things for them. Bad things for Northwestern. I'm on board with that. Um, okay, one other one other thing I just wanted to point out was um, we were talking about conferences earlier, um, with the Big Twelve being undefeated, the SEC is struggling. Um, Honestly, the ACC is looking pretty strong. I mean, stronger than what I think people were predicting. Miami lost. Miami, Miami lost. Eight really close. And no one is ranked number eight. I don't. I don't think Florida should have been number eight. But that's that's again something where I'm like, is Miami just better than what we thought? Because I mean, they I actually think fast. Miami is better than we thought. I do. I think they are too. Yeah. They looked fast, which they always have good athletes. They're always fast. Yes, like, they have they're always big, talent on there. They do. But I Let's, think they might be better. Let's see how they play game two, though, because they've had all season to prepare for Florida. It was the big game. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's they see. Just, okay, yeah. They're another one. I'll put them on with Nebraska. Let's see what game two brings. Yeah. 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 I think that's true. But the, the conference I really wanted to talk about, all of that was leading up to my main point here, which is the Mountain West. They looked really strong. So from the Mountain West, we had Nevada beating Purdue. By the way, did you see their kicker get – Full scholarship after he won the game. Yes, that was really that cute. Was so I love it that when was are like the heroes of the game. Yes. Like, I know because they don't they don't get they like they just it's all or nothing and it's like it's yeah. either all their fault even though the team should have played better and not put them in that position or they're the hero and so I like it when they come through. Yes, and also like they're always the like scrawny little guy on the team and like not always unless unless you're a just a little bowling ball on the field <laughs> wrecking people they're, down. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I just identify with that like undersized athlete. Um, but okay, so Nevada beat Purdue. Hawaii beat Arizona State. Wyoming knocked off Missouri. And then we have Boise State who won over Florida State. Okay, yeah, but um, Florida State is so overhyped. I'm sorry. Billy Taggart that, is but, not a good coach. But you have to you have Hot to know all four of those games, a Mountain West team beat a power five conference team. Yeah. So that no, I think it's impressive. Four power conference, you know, wins over, you know, the week one. And I think that's really impressive. It, it, so, Hawaii played Arizona, not Arizona state. Oh, did they? Okay. So it's still, you know, PAC 12 team. So yeah. Anyway, I just, I think that's notable. I'm going to keep my eye on the yeah. mountain list. Um, you can never rule out Boise state. Yeah, I know. And a lot of people are saying that they are the group of five team to watch for like playoffs now. Yeah. Um, you know, the way UCF was last year, I guess. Which, or by years. the way, UCF, 62-0 yes. or something similar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With, you know, Mackenzie Milton, not a quarterback. Yes, that was impressive. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap this up? No, but RIP to headset number one from the South Alabama's coach. Yes. Yeah. That's not recovering. It's done. Hey, I'll take the 15 yards and a first down. Yeah, I know. I know. 
Uh, are we doing a trivia question? Um, we can. I've got one for you. Oh, we do? Yeah. Okay, break it on. Yeah. But I mean, you guys, I actually have a couple, so we can do a little trivia session here. Do you guys have okay. questions as well? I was told I didn't need one. I know. I, I was 30 seconds and I'll have one. All right. <laughs> well, Google search like Laura. I'll start with my first one. Okay, there are three teams who have never lost to Notre Dame. What three teams? They're all like Power Five conference teams. Oh, geez. Um, Clemson. It is not Clemson. Alabama? Nope. Michigan? No. Michigan just lost to Notre Dame, like, last, yeah. was last year we, or two? We, we've lost USC. USC. No. Okay, this is making us look incredibly stupid. Just edit out all of our guessings for one. <laughs> Texas, <laughs> Florida, Georgia. <laughs> okay, Georgia is one. Georgia's Georgia one. one. Okay. okay. Get out the conference. Okay, uh, ACC. Think about the game tonight. Oh, my. Um, Louisville. Yes, Louisville. So oh. we'll see if the stat holds or not. <laughs> and then the last one you'll never guess. They're in the Pac-12. Washington. Uh, no, think worse. Uh, um, Washington State. Think Mike Riley. Utah. Oregon Oregon State. 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 Yes. Yes, Oregon State. So. Why did you like play them one time or something? I know. Right well, all of those teams, I think, probably haven't played them very often. It, But, I mean, it's an interesting stat. Okay, you can define interesting that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amy, do you have your trivia question ready? Okay. Sure. Okay, nearly every quarterback in the country passes for at least 150 yards each week, but only a handful have ever eclipsed the 300-yard rushing mark. In more than a century of college football, only two players have managed to hit both marks in the same game. Who are the only two FBS players to record 300 rushing yards and 100 50 passing yards in the same game. Tommy Frazier. Cam Newton. It's making me click for the answer. <laughs> 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 waiting, waiting to okay. say the press. We're Did adding this question press? out. <laughs> no, this is a good question. Um, okay. Are they people we even know? I don't think we born when this happened. Jordan Lynch and Khalil Tate. Okay, yeah, edit this out. Let me go back. Please. Oh no, this one's this one's recent. Okay. okay. Who was the last quarterback to win the Heisman while throwing more than ten interceptions? Baker Mayfield. Megan, do you have a guess? Um to throw more than ten interceptions. This uh-huh. season the Heisman. Okay, okay, Eric Crouch. No, think old. Think well, old, I, Florida State. Think like older than the average age, and think Florida State. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. James Winston. James Winston. No, Chris Winky. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. Okay, he these questions the suck. <laughs> no, that one's interesting, Laura. You suck. <laughs> Your face sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that was not an interesting question whatsoever. Yes, that was super interesting. Okay, well, you know what? You can be in charge of trivia next time. Okay. Fine. Well, I have one more question for you guys. It's not really a trivia question. Um, it's just something that I learned this evening when I was doing some research. Um, do you know who is currently the head coach of Liberty University? Yeah, Turner Gill. No. He's not there anymore. That's what I thought as well. Oh. Is it like Bob a Husker? Buttons. 
You're excluded from this question. No one okay, guesses. No, I don't know. Okay, think SEC coach. Boo. Exactly. Yeah. Think fired for hiring prostitutes for his players. Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Thank oh, Ole Miss. It's Hugh Freeze. Anyway, the whole reason that I learned this was because he is in the hospital right now because he had some kind of like staph infection in his back. And he coached entirely game. from a stripper. He from, from, the from the hospital bed. bed. I did hear about that. Players, that's, yes. That's right. Yes. That's, that's and right. it was like the pictures did, were hilarious. Did you guys hear about the coaches that got locked in the elevator? They like got stuck in an elevator and they couldn't start the second half. Um, what game was that? Did you guys hear about that? No. They, they had to delay the game. That's it might, it might have been the Utah BYU game, but yeah, they just got stuck in the elevators. Okay. Well, okay. So they press the button. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> 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 You. You're in touch at Nunciate. <laughs> you have to leave what the sound effect in. Do not edit that out. <laughs> Just texted me that message. <laughs> I will leave the sound effect in. I will leave the sound effect in. No worries. Um, let's try to wrap this up. Let's try to salvage this podcast and let's make predictions for the games next week. Does anyone okay. have any predictions? Okay. I, I um do actually. Okay, so game day is going to be Texas LSU. Um, LSU's um a four point favorite, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um I I actually thought this was kind of interesting because like I mean I get Clemson's like had a lot of um game days lately, and so they were probably trying to like go somewhere else. But I actually like my my lock pick of the week is mm-hmm. the Clemson Texas A and M game. I kind of think game day should have gone there, but I'm not like super upset that they didn't because like I hate that Clemson gets so much attention. Um, but Clemson the lines opened at a 19 and a half point favorite. I think it moved a little bit. Like my betting website, it's at 18 and a half right now. Um, and no, that is like my it. lock. I think Texas A and M can upset Clemson I'm not saying it's going to happen but I think they yeah. will definitely stay within 18 and a half right. points yeah that's agree. Too. I, I agree with you I am putting like all my money on them um but the Texas LSU game what do you guys think about that LSU is a four-point favorite I I feel like Texas is one of those teams they can be like unranked and suck and like beat you know like top yeah. 10 teams and like it's just like you never know. Yeah, it, it, lose to Maryland twice yeah. in home openers like exactly. two years in a row. Yeah. Um, so I don't know which Texas is going to show up. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that game? I'm taking Texas. I'm excited yet. I, I really don't know. That's a that's a tough one to yeah. me. Tempted to to pick Texas. Um, again, it might just be because I hate the SEC and I I like it when they lose, but um. So yeah, I might be biased, but yeah, my lock, my lock pick of the week is that Texas A&M game. So I'm going hard on that one. Yeah. Um, my prediction for next week is the Nevada Oregon game. 
I feel like this will be a really telling game for the Pac-12. Um, I'm encouraged by the fact that, you know, Nevada's coming off of a win over Purdue, and I think that they could make that a real game. I don't know if they'll win or not, but I think it'll be a good game, and I'm, you know, I'm just interested to see what happens. Okay. Laura? Laura, are you there? Laughs, yeah. She's, like, getting a glass of water. <laughs> oh, you think wine, that's water. But... You think that's water, but oh. it's not. <laughs> okay, well, it was not. Okay. No, I think, honestly, I think all my time and energy is going to go into the Husker game. Okay. Rooting for them. Great. So, well, do you have a score okay. prediction for us? What do you think it'll yes. be? I'm going to go with 28-17. Okay. I think it's going to be, like, I I think Scott Frost is going to pull out all the stops. I think our offense is going to get going. I think they're going to have, like, a fire lit under them. I think we can blow them out, and I really want to. I think I'm going to say um, 37 to 10. Okay, wow. I'm going to go right between you guys, and that. Um, I'm going to say 35-21. So okay. we will see. But we are it's like, all it very optimistic. That it depends on what um, what defense of ours shows up, because I, I think it could be like a really high-scoring game, because I think Colorado's defense sucks, and I think our offense is going to get going. But I don't know. I don't know what the over under is right now. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it, it's like I want to see our defense play again before I you know make predictions on what kind of defense we'll have. I was very impressed with them this week. Um, we'll see what they do next week. All right. Well, I'm excited to see what happens this weekend, and we will keep the conversation going next week. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.